for listening to CFRC 1019 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. sing i i've never said that bradley cooper you know that i've been anti bradley cooper yeah, kind of from I'm just, the beginning I'm, you're the only one here so i'm taking my frustrations out on you it, it's it's not okay it's not that he can't sing i mean he can but you the reason why i chose that clip was obviously they shallow one best and uh, song the social media is considering it like an iconic performance now hey, we're going to talk about the performance in two seconds but he, th- when his voice comes in it's like you're terrible in comparison to her. I mean, that's obvious because she's a world point, class. His voice like cracked because <laughs> he is not a trained singer, and it is a lot easier to take a world class singer and turn them into an actor than take a world class actor, which he is, and turn him into a singer. Like you can do that when you do a movie because they can, you know, they can manipulate voice and they can do things to make him sound better on film. Yeah, it's but when you sing live, really... that's that's when you know if someone is a good singer or not. Lady Gaga is a world class singer and is a very good singer, and even like world class singers sometimes you hear them live and you're like you sound terrible it's because they do so much on the technical standpoint to your voice i think it's very evident that a lot of editing went into bradley cooper's singing in the movie yeah and and okay so let's talk about that performance too for a second because you you just admitted to me that you didn't watch the oscars but i watched the performance performance. the next day so they they there's something going on between the two of them i think so. they are 100 percent either I mean, maybe they're not like involved, but they definitely did something at some point in time they're somewhere. In love. Because like I have never seen an entity on this planet look at another entity on this planet like she did. Like that wasn't acting. Oh yeah, there's no, no, she's not that good. That's, there's no way. I talked about this with my best friend Nicole the next day, and Nicole went, "Well, do you think maybe they're just really good friends, or maybe they were, you know, in character or like acting?" I'm like. A, you can be friends, but that was more, that was sexual I charisma. Have, I have never seen a friend look at me like that. And then B, I don't think they were in character because if they were in character, yeah. he would have had a guitar. They I would mean, have changed their outfits. <laughs> well, I don't know if he needs the guitar, but yes, I get what you mean. But you know what I mean? It would have been more, to me, it would have looked more like out of the movie. Whereas I, I just, I feel like, I feel like she's not that good of an actor though. Like I, I understand, like I get it too. And even when I first saw it, I was like, oh, well, they're performing. They're doing well. But but letting it sit with me for a second, I went, wait a minute. That's, I, think, I don't think that that's true. I think she's in love with him. I don't know if Bradley Cooper's in love with her. Did but you I, notice he looks down? So she looks at him and looks with this face of like, he kind of did that shy look away, almost like, uh-oh. 
His girlfriend was in the front row. I know. His girlfriend's sitting right there. I thought Lady Gaga was engaged also, or at some point in time She was. broke up. The engagement has since ended. Like, I think, like, maybe last week. Like, very recently, her engagement has been called off. I wonder why. Um, but anyway, that was that was one thing I came Not out that of. Not that we're a like, tabloid show. No, but... but still. I mean, there's nothing. You would have to be... <laughs> Like, you would have to be blind not to Correct. see. Correct. Thank you. That's kind of my point, is that anyone with any sense of anything would look at that and go, that was a little interesting. Like, I, again, I've just never seen that look before. Like, it I couldn't believe it. Zesty. Mm-hmm. That's a good word for it. <laughs> zesty. That's a good word for it. Um, anyway, welcome to Screening in Kingston. Um, the Oscar the wrap Oscar up. wrap up. Yes, this is, we're dedicating this whole episode to to the Oscars um, and some fan questions because we lo- love our fans and want to yes. answer your questions. Um, we might not have time for headlines. We were just discussing about that, but we'll see. We might squeeze it in. At you the never end. know. Uh, we have a lot of Oscars stuff to talk about, and it's a lot of fun. And I'm exhausted. I've had a really well, not really. Not really not, just excited. Yeah, I haven't had a busy Mike's two days. I've excited. had a really exciting two days. Like, <laughs> after the Oscars, yesterday was the NHL trade deadline. So, like, there's a show from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. I was watching. I am so Your tired. First love. Yeah, I've been up, like, early every morning. I've been going to bed late every night. It's been it's been a rough couple of days. I need to take a vacation. And I in your excitement, this. you forgot to mention our most important part of the show. Our contest winter. Oh winners. right, yes, the contest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, that was part of that was part of the excitement this yeah. year of me watching the Oscars. Is I made an amazing spreadsheet uh, that I took a lot of flack for and data that, and data, and I was tracking it all. I even put my friends to work. Like we, I went over to someone's house and like a bunch of us watched um, the Oscars, and I put them to work, and they complained Start about tallying. it the whole time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, tally this. You keep track of this. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm very excited, and did we you... do have a winner of the Oscar thing. I did not win. That's the first thing. You know, I'm going to say we're going to announce this later in the show, but I did not win. Mike didn't even come in the top three. (laughs) Okay. You didn't have to say that. (laughs) I was busy this year. I really distracted. It was tough. Being like, I win every year. I do win every year. This is the worst I've ever done. You've been playing against chumps. Our listeners are very good Oscar pickers. Yeah. There's a lot of people who did a very good job. There was a couple. Not me. Uh, no, you didn't do well either. Very low. You did worse than I did. <laughs> though you, though oddly enough, you picked all the things that almost no one else picked. Like you were the only person who said Olivia Coleman. I have a for, sense for for best actress. So there you go. Anyway, we do have to get going because we have such a packed episode. Yes. That there's so much to get through. As you can probably tell, we're both very excited. So let's get into it. We are going to start with some fan questions. We have four to go through. Um, some of them are actually Oscars related, which is good. Some who are knew? not. Which we'll start off with one of the ones that are not someone who's not uh, doesn't have their their thumb on the fabric of <laughs> what's going on. They don't on have in their life. finger on the pulse. No, yeah, yeah, movie. exactly. That's what it is. Finger <laughs> movie on the history. Pulse. Um, so this question comes from Kathy, who writes, "Hi, Mike and Taylor. Another wonderful show. Uh, I have really enjoyed all the episodes, especially the live shows." I normally don't watch the Oscars, so I'm not a big fan of the awards show. So I will look forward to your Oscars show to hear what you both think. Well, that's that makes sense. It's why a recap for yeah, her. this is a recap, which is why the, this show exists for yeah. people to recap and kind of put a little cap on the Oscars. We watch the movies so you don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, we what well, it doesn't matter. In, <laughs> Uh, And then she continues to say, in Kingston, we have a lot of wonderful singer songwriters and musicians. Would you consider having one of them as a guest? You can ask them about their favorite films um, and what they are up to musically. Music plays such a large part in movies. Last year, we went to see a silent film at the screening room and Spencer Evans, who played the keyboard to the film. It was such a wonderful experience, and I would love to hear you talk about his experience. I... uh, 
I have a list of wonderful Kingston talents. If you are interested, take care. Um, well, I mean, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, m music has a huge part to play in, in film, and certainly that event uh, that Spencer Evans did would be an interesting thing to talk about. I think for me, the, the, we always try to bring on guests who have something to say. Yeah. You know, we, we interview little things here and there, but when we brought Matt on and when we brought Wendy on and Ben, it was to the point of you have something to say and contribute to the topics we're talking about. So as long as a musician, we can kind of make it work in that. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've worked on a film or there's a film they're passionate about. Yeah, we would bring them on board. That would be fun. They can shoot us an email. That's, yeah. I would love to know what silent film she well, saw. We can talk, we can reach out to Kathy or we can talk to Spencer Evans and we can because get that information for you. Some people may not know this, but originally silent movies didn't have a set score and you would have a live pianist playing along. And that, so that's what Spencer I think did this for is, this one. I think that's what, yeah, I think the screening so that's room. Cool. Yeah, that's kind of a cool event. Yeah, so we could talk about Unusual. that. Unusual. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Uh, moving on to Nicole, who I believe is the friend, Nicole, you've already brought. This is my best friend, my best childhood friend. best friend. We've childhood known each other friend, since... Nicole? Like we were 12 or something. Okay. Hi, Taylor and Mike. I really enjoyed last week's review of Cold War. Like Taylor, I also feel the movie spoke to me in many levels, given my family's Polish background. It definitely felt like a dose of melancholic nostalgia that I wasn't expecting going into the movie, especially with regards to the music. We, I don't think we talked about the music too much last week, actually. I am really happy that these stories are being seen and recognized by, by such a wide audience. Mike, you mentioned you didn't experience the film on other levels aside from the technical, which is fair. Is there a movie you've seen where you really felt, uh, sorry, if there's a movie you've seen where you have really felt, um, oh, okay, I'm getting lost in my own words here. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. The question is asking, um, have, have you ever seen a movie where you came out of the movie saying, whoa, this movie hit me on so many ways? Go oh, ahead. That? Oh, That's for you. Oh, oh, is that part of the... Okay. Because I was moved on so many <laughs> levels by Cold War. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> to clarify, I, I, I think any movie and any story has the ability to move anybody in any way and me included i just don't feel the same emotional connection to any movie because it's fake this is so brutal well but you know, i i brought this up before I'm i know sure you I brought it up about, last uh, week so what i what i mean is that like uh, when i watch a movie even if it's based on a real story i am watching so it's like watching a play like they're actors and there's cameras but they're and lights. But to and... the human condition. Yeah, sure. So and... do you never watch a movie and you're like, oh my gosh, like that speaks to me as a human. Y yes, but not um, not because of my my experiences. So so I'll give I'll give you an example. Okay. There are some movies that I think are so well done that I can get lost in the story and be brought in as a part of it. Um, but it has nothing to do with my past experiences. So my favorite movies of last year, Love, Simon, Searching, um, Avengers, I have zero connection to them in terms of my own life. Now, right. I, like I was a superhero fan, so obviously that. But like I've never experienced those things that those movies were trying to tell or sorry to bother you and those types of things. Like I've never experienced that, but I can relate to it in a way of they did such a great job of developing the characters, developing the structure that you become to know and relate to the characters. And I think that to me, that's how I always look at a movie is who's the protagonist that I am supposed to be sort of with in this story. And if you show me enough of that, then that will adopt it. My criticism to Cold War is I think you even 
said this of like, I didn't have enough time with these characters. Yeah. Like maybe it needed to be a little longer for me to develop that. But I don't think that I've ever come out of a movie saying like, wow, this spoke to me personally. But I have come out of movies being like, that was a really powerful, really well done movie. And it was great. And there's emotional like stakes to it. But again, I've never cried during a movie. I've never like gotten that emotional because I don't, I don't connect to it on that level. I connect on a different one. Maybe you need to watch movies less technically. You know I watch I mean? all sorts of movies. I just feel like you you are very like clinical in your movie watching. And maybe if you like let down those walls. Hey, and... I watch Couples Retreat <laughs> and there's no technical reason for it because that movie's not good, but I watch it and enjoy it. Same with Anchorman. But I it's just... just I'm enjoying it on I just feel like I'm enjoying it in a way of like yeah, maybe I'm like in control of my emotions, I guess, but I just don't feel for me there's any like it's the difference is seeing it in real life and not. If I saw something dramatic or awful or something that would hit you emotionally, even positively in real life, I would react with an emotion because right. it's real. When I see it on screen, if they've done a good job of constructing the story, I'll be connected to it, but I won't like. I wouldn't be overly happy or upset or whatever because it's it's not real. So it's gone in a few minutes. I just guess, I don't know. Am I you, backing watch, myself into a corner? You just I don't watch know movies in a different way than I would say yeah. like most movies. Yes, I would. I would you know, agree like that, yeah. they, we have a thing called suspension of disbelief for a reason. Yeah, and I can do that. That's why I enjoy <laughs> Avengers. I can suspend my disbelief and believe yeah. that Purple Man is coming down to Earth to yeah. capture Infinity Stones. I can do that. I feel like we're just gonna. Agree to disagree on this one. Well, I don't. I don't know if there's anything to like agree about or not agree about. I feel like, like there's just two fundamental. There's just a different way of watching yeah. movies, I guess. But yeah. but I don't feel like I can enjoy movies less that way. I feel like I can enjoy them just as well as you can. It's just it's a different level of enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. So to answer Nicole's question, no. <laughs> but but that's not to say that that uh, I would say like your question is like wow that movie hit me in so many ways. Yeah, that, that has happened. I have come out of movies and felt like, wow, there's like multiple le levels here. The Favorite is a great example. That movie hit me in many ways. Right. I have zero relation to the, that movie in, what, in whatsoever. I've never been a queen, never been in a weird triangle friendship romantic thing. Never had that happen. Never had bunnies. <laughs> like Fair those enough. things have never happened to me, but like I could still relate to it just on a, on a level of of admiring how well crafted the script was and how well developed the characters were and how the director showed me the different things to think about and relate to and how it kind of related back to real life. I guess like I I just have like a hard time like wrapping my head around your movie watching because there's movies that I don't have like I've never been um a sex worker but like my own private Idaho has really impacted me as a film but mm -hmm. like i was never like a gay sex worker mm -hmm. but like that movie still like on many levels you know there's so i don't that's what i i just don't okay so whatever whatever like you're understand. feeling with that so that's, that's probably the best example then so whatever you're feeling with that movie is how how i'm i feel when i see a good movie that i can't relate to personally but still impacts right. me Yes. So, so you're saying that like you saw a movie and you were never this character yet it still impacted you. That's why well, I that's, don't think that Nicole's asking you relating to movies on like in a like based on like lived experience. I think it's more so like have you seen like for my example would be my own private Idaho. Mm -hmm. Like I've never been a gay sex worker who mm -hmm. has narcolepsy, but like that movie really impacted me and I found it like difficult and emotive and you know all these things. I don't think you have to. Have 
spin the character in order to have an emotional oh, I connection. See. Okay. Hmm. Well, then that's a harder question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess. I guess like. I guess the movie. I guess I, to be recent, the movies that that I thought were the best of last year, like Love Simon, definitely. I felt lots of different things yeah. for that movie. Um, searching. Yeah. Um, sorry to bother you. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry to bother you is probably a great example because like there's so much going on in that movie yet I, I can't really relate to it personally, but yeah. it still impacted me and there's lots of cool things that happened in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. Certainly not to the same level though that you liked Cold War though is kind of my point. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, like it's, it, I, I do think it is, I do think you and I watch movies differently. Yeah. And, but I think that's probably true for a lot of people. Maybe I'm the only one who watches it this particular way. But I'm sure there's other people who watch movies in these different ways. I feel like <laughs> this I, think you have a lot, I think you have a lot to unpack, Mike. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. I've <laughs> On never, your own time. I've never felt this exposed before. Where I'm just like, I thought there was no problem with the way I watch movies. But whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Nicole and, and Taylor for yeah. Now I'm going to go home and just think about life and myself. Yeah, yeah, this is it. This episode is what's going to impact me emotionally. Crack the nut. That's yeah. Mike. Let's yeah. move on to Erica. Okay. Who doesn't want me to engage No, Erica, engage this whatsoever. is not for you, Taylor, this question. So Erica writes, hi, Mike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. I knew there was something up with your voice. <laughs> on to the voice thing again. Um, I do have an Oscar-related question for you, not for Taylor, obviously. Um, what is the difference between sound mixing and sound editing? Both are Oscar categories, and I'm not too sure why they are separate. Any insights would be great. Thank you, um, and really enjoying the podcast. So, oh, Mike's yeah, you podcast. can't answer. Yeah, Mike's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. This actually does come up a lot. So sound editing is the act of of cutting down and, and editing music. <laughs> when you describe something, you shouldn't use the word in there, but that's the best way. Using editing software to take music and to cut it at a certain point and to fade in and to fade out. Like, that's what editing is. Whereas mixing is overlaying sounds like in a soundscape. It's mixing sounds together. So, for example, Bohemian Rhapsody taking Freddie Mercury's voice and overlaying it with another singer and Rami Malek's to create the different moments. That's sound mixing. But sound editing is the music fades out here. That's editing. So that's the difference between mixing and editing. And they are different because different people would do them. They're a different skill set. Yeah. Anything to add, Taylor? No, that's no. you summed it up. <laughs> that question wasn't for you. No. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> okay, the last question comes from Lily. Hi, Mike and Taylor. Thank you, Lily. Really liking the Oscars talk lead up. I'm writing to you while I'm watching the Oscars. Cool. I noted a few movies that you both mentioned that did not get any awards, but I was wondering if you could do a short list for us of movies that received zero nominations and awards that you think should have. Um, thank you both for an entertaining show. Well, I mean, the ones that I just mentioned uh, that... Uh, Nicole has pointed out and emotionally affect me. <laughs> Love, Simon, Searching, Sorry to Bother You. I'm pretty surprised they didn't get anything at all. Um, but, the, but I mean, because of Nicole's question, I'm now going to go home and rethink my whole life and maybe look at those movies and say, maybe I don't even like them. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Movies that I think should have won awards or... I've, and we're not like that, that's the that question like zero, zero nominations. nominations but you think should have i would have liked to see suspiria get some sort of that's a good yeah that's um a good one. if like i don't know i think it was but again it was maybe too 
A, it was a horror movie, so the Academy tends to more or less stay away from horror. I know Hereditary yeah, was um, a movie that, personally, I didn't like Hereditary, and I think it's overhyped, especially as a, a horror fan. But well. <laughs> I know people felt Hereditary was snubbed in terms of best actress. Well, don't you believe that Toni Collette did a great job in that movie, though? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, sure. And I am emotionally stunted. I mean, look <laughs> at you. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm not the best person to ask because I think the Oscars are a little bit of a sham anyways. So um, the movies I tend to like don't ever get nominated. Uh, normally the movies I like will get um, get Oscar noms nominated. Uh, noms in terms of uh like best screenplay or best adapted screenplay normally that's where i'll see me get thrown a bone um and i think this year i don't even know i don't know so well well, yeah and i think i think you know i think the academy is changing though i do think it's getting Getting more hip well it's getting younger it's Mm -hmm. i mean the age wise average age wise is getting because they changed apparently i just found this out yesterday they changed the rules um, I don't think it was for this year, though. I think it starts next year. That in order to be part of the Academy and vote, you had to have taken part in a on a film set in some way, like be part of a production within the past ten years. And it used to not be like that. So, so he's had a like lot of eighty year olds. Yeah, like on, no, to be like honestly, there's always been a lot of eighty year olds, and those are the people who I'm pointing at, being like, "You're not watching any of the movies." Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you are. You're seeing the name and just voting. Um, but now it's it's shifted and it's changing to try to end the average age of those in in the academy is starting to go down every year. So that's good. Yeah. Um, do you have a movie that you wish you didn't answer the question? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, uh, right. At yeah, the beginning. Right, yeah. right. I think Sorry to Bother You should have been up for Best Picture. I would have put Love, Simon up at least for like maybe a writing thing. Maybe not the actors or anything, but like the writing for sure. And then um, um, Searching, which I thought was a really innovative way to use technology as a part of the film, which should have I think should have been in there. A lot of people felt that Sorry to Bother You was um yeah, it was a great movie. like when you're reading think pieces people are like are you kidding me that's sorry to bother you but again it came out at the wrong time doesn't matter you gotta cut your movie has got to come other than black panther which is a whole different thing your movie has to come out in november yeah. to have a shot was crazy rich asians nominated for best adapted screenplay no, I don't think it was because nominated. If for not, anything. then I think it should. I think Crazy Rich Asians should yeah. have been a. Yeah, that's another for, one. I would have. I would have nominated it for something for sure. I saw a, when I was looking at stills and gifts and clips. I saw a lot of the cast for mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians there. So I Some assumed. Oh, they were just Michelle Yeoh presented, Constance Wu presented, Aquafina was with. Aquafina presented. So, anyways, um, I think I think it was. It. I think it's weird, and even like costume design and stuff. I think they could have given it. Yes, yeah, they could have given costume um, design. So that to me would be another movie that was weirdly yeah. kind of skipped over. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There you go. Well, thank you everyone for sending in your questions. Um, as always, if you have a question and you'd like it on the show, just email us at screeninginkingston at gmail.com or you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Send us a message. It'll be fun. 
Okay, let's talk about the Oscars. Yes, <laughs> let's finally. Dive <laughs> let's dive into the Oscars here. A um, lot of interesting things happened. Um, I'm just going to do a really quick rundown of a bunch of stuff, and then we're going to talk about things. So first of all, in terms of Oscar wins, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody led the way with four Oscar wins. Bit of an uh, upset. In a couple areas, yeah. <laughs> um, it won for film editing, sound editing, sound mixing, um, and Rami Malek took home uh, lead actor. Black Panther is next up in terms of uh, how many wins with three. It took home three um, Oscar wins, including production design, original score, and costume design. Uh, Green Book uh, also took home three Oscar wins, including Best Original Screenplay. Uh, Mahershala Ali won for Supporting Actor, and it won Best Picture. Roma also took home three awards, winning uh, for director. Alfonso Caron won for best director. They won for cinematography and foreign. best foreign language film. Uh, and then, you know, First Man, The Favorite of Stars, Born Black, Klansman, Vice, and If Beale Street Could Talk each took home one. A um, couple notable things in there is that Shallow um, won Best Original Song, which kicked off our show today. Um, Regina King won for Best Supporting Actress, uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, Olivia Coleman won for Best Lead Actress for The Favorite. Um, Into the Spider-Verse won for Best Animated Feature. Yes, well-deserved. Uh, Black Klansman won for Adapted Screenplay. Um, best Documentary Feature went to Free Solo. Um, bunch of other things. We're going to get to all this. But anyway, that's just a quick breakdown of the awards. Uh, Taylor, give us your general thoughts on the winners. Um, I know everyone was like, Green Bark, what? I have a lot of pride that I picked Green Book. You were one of a, a in, our, in our contest, you were one of four people, I believe, who picked Green Book, yeah. But I know, like, a lot of, like, that movie is, um, well, we've talked about the controversy. My mm -hmm. um, problems with the movie are, um, which we talked, like, I went in pretty in-depth about the problems of the movie are essentially the same reasons why I don't think it should have won Best Picture. I think it's outdated in terms of style, content, um, it's it's not how we make movies anymore, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's actually true. Yeah, like we <laughs> don't make movies like in terms of like even like the scoring, the editing. Like it just it felt so dated to me. So, but again, I was not surprised. You were surprised because um, in the last couple of years, the Academy hasn't been voting that way. Yeah, like we were talking off air, Taylor and I, that that. Um, all the think pieces people have brought up about Green Book, I totally agree with. And this is when these things happen, the best thing to do is have conversations around mm -hmm. it. However, the premise of a lot of people's issues is incorrect, which is about the Academy's voting style. Uh, the last two best pictures are nothing like Green Book in any way. And I'm talking structurally of a movie, like the things you're talking mm -hmm. about, how we make filmmaking, showing innovation, like uh, The Shape of Water and Moonlight are innovative films created you know whatever you you can get into the whole background of how they were created but they were done in an innovative way and they were progressive they were progressive they were storytelling progressive ways of storytelling they were structured very differently i mean certainly the shape of water you know is is a little bit more of a mainstream style than moonlight which took place over several time periods mm -hmm. but still it was done in an interesting way and it was an interesting concept and there's a lot of design elements and a lot of things that go into it so i just don't I mean, it's a big deal, I guess, but it's everyone is comparing it to when Crash won, and and I'm gonna like 
I'm going to respectfully disagree. I think Crash is a much worse movie and a much worse movie for what it's saying mm -hmm. than Green Book is. Green Book is just dated. Like, that's yeah. Green Book's problem. It's dated and it's told from the wrong person's perspective. This should have been Mahershala Ali's character story. It should not be told through the eyes, especially with the title being Green Book. Like, Green Book has nothing to do And then he with... <laughs> unceremoniously tosses the Green Book yeah, in the back no, seat. That's, that's a metaphor that's for a, the whole Yeah, movie. and that's like, no, no, no. Green, the, 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 the whole concept of the Green Book was so important yeah. to, to people, and I felt like that the movie handled it so poorly. But anyway, regardless of the controversy, I still thought it was a shocking. Even though the Just controversy because it wasn't seemed there. like retro, like um, the vote because they haven't been voting that way. Yeah. It seemed even like the voting was in a time. Warp. I I was I was convinced it was going to Roma. As Roma was winning certain awards, I was like, oh, okay, maybe the favorite's going to win. Like, that's what I was mm -hmm. thinking. And then when it came to Green Book, I was like, what? <laughs> like, that makes no I just kind of was like, <laughs> I guess, like, because I wasn't necessarily thinking about the past two movies. I was just thinking, again, like, the type of the type of people I know who like Green Book, in my mind, were the type of people who were voting for the Academy. And that's why I thought, yeah. even though that may have been, like, a wrong assumption, it worked in my it favor would. for this. And, and I will say that, like, what, what makes... To me, when Moonlight beat La La Land, that was a major thing. Because yeah. La La Land is exactly this type of movie. Now, I'm not talking about the controversy, but it's all about Hollywood loves itself mm -hmm. and loves and that's why crash one because it's all set in la and it's about them and it's a holier than thou movie pat on the back exactly it's a pat on the back like green book is all about yay we solved racism which is just <laughs> stupid but anyway best friends yeah best friends ever like <laughs> let's go on a road trip it's just you know it, to me when moonlight won things changed i still think things changed you cannot look at this year's awards and not say things have changed when black panther won three Oscars. I guess you know every time you take a step forward, you take two steps back. And so... I think that, and I think this just shows that, like, which I I do think there's some value more so than Crash to Green Book existing because there are so many people who still haven't learned. And that to me, when you say like it's dated, it's a dated way to make films. Maybe there are some people who aren't as progressive as everybody else. Oh, I know. I you know what I mean. And, it, and, and this is speaking to that that group. That when Green Book came out. It was popular. Mm -hmm. And like the when I walked out of the theater, everyone who I walked out of the theater with was a, you know, middle aged or older. Mm -hmm. And they said, wow, that was an amazing movie. Mm -hmm. I'll see that movie again. Mm -hmm. Best movie of the year. So I have no doubt that this movie doesn't have appeal. This movie does have appeal because it's dated. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's movies that are comfortable for people to watch. Yep. It's framed in a way they understand you know the narrative doesn't push them out of their yeah. their boxes i don't think that's necessarily bad things but it doesn't mean that it should be winning best picture no and I, and i actually think that to your point just because it's not necessarily a bad thing doesn't mean it's a good thing either yeah. and it just means that a conversation needs to be created around it as to you know it goes to everyone the filmmakers the producers of this to everybody it's it's about you know is it you know what what does come next because i think i think the datedness is like we've seen stories told in this exact perspective a lot now let's start hearing the other side of it like let's mm -hmm. hear let's start hearing those stories um from those who are marginalized let them tell their stories their way which is what i thought we got with moonlight like yeah. it's, it's like this step in this right direction and i think you're right we took a lot of steps forward and now a couple steps back but the whole idea is 
okay, now let's keep stepping forward. You yeah. know, and I think that that's, but, but again, to me, I said this to you off air, there are two shocks in the mm -hmm. entire Academy Awards and otherwise, I don't think you can argue anyone was snubbed other than the two, the first being best picture. But I just really think that like, look at look at the amazing work that that was given awards this year and how tight some of these races were like yeah. green book to me is the one where it was like that was out of nowhere and the only other one was first man getting visual effects i i don't think i should have won that also was correct on my prediction on that yes one. you also got that one right too <laughs> <laughs> but even in the things that were surprising like olivia coleman is a good example you're the only person who voted in our pool that olivia coleman was going to win best actress yep. but i don't call that a snub because who, who, I don't who's think it was snubbing? A, I don't think it was snub either because it was between her and Glenn Close. And maybe Lady Gaga. Like, I think there was, I, I still think it was a three-person race. Personally, for me personally, it was between Glenn Close sure. and Olivia Coleman. And I think Glenn Close, I saw The Wife. I gave it a really good review. I thought Glenn Close, at the time I said, Glenn Close is an Oscar winner. When I, I think mm -hmm. I said that when I saw the movie. But compared to Olivia Coleman, I think Olivia Coleman gave a better performance. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we should... Um, give Glenn Close an award because this is a late in life um, career move. You know what I mean? I no, feel but like again, if, that's traditionally how I, it's gone. But I feel like if they had given it to Glenn Close, it would have been because like, oh, she's nearing the end of her career. She mm -hmm. hasn't won an Oscar yet. Let's mm -hmm. give it to her. So in my mind, I'm very happy that Olivia yeah. Coleman got it. She did. She gave a better performance. And, you know, she's at kind of the middle of her career. You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. middle, she's at the middle of her career. So let's let's award her when she deserves it. If you wanted to give Glenn Close an, an award, you should have given it to her when she was Olivia Coleman's age. Well, you see, but you see, here's a great example of something that contradicts the Best Picture winner. Because this is the, them voting, people voting for Olivia Coleman and her winning goes against the grain of how the Oscars have always voted because that should have gone to Glenn Close. Because that's exactly what happens. When you have an actor who is at the end of their career and they've never won, they win an Oscar. Yeah. You give them that Oscar. It's a career award. It has nothing to do with that particular movie. Mm -hmm. It's like when, well, he wasn't at the end of his career. But when Leonardo DiCaprio won for The Revenant, he did it was a lighter the Revenant. Year. No. But it was a, you've been nominated five times, so here you go. Yeah. So I think the fact that Olivia Coleman won, and that's the same for actually most of the wins, I think there were a lot of steps in a really good direction, which made the best picture thing so shocking to me. Because the whole time, if you put that lens on, if you put the lens on of how people vote and the issues around the Academy and the Oscars so white thing, it was going against that the entire show. Maybe the entire not, show was. Maybe they're like, it. okay, we've been progressive in all the other categories. Let's vote how we want for best picture. <laughs> maybe, Green maybe. Book. Or, or again, <laughs> I'm not. Again, I'm just gonna throw out things because I think everything is more dense and more. There are more layers than than reading articles online is giving me about Green Book. It seems like it's very one-sided as to where things are, but I think maybe there's also a different reason why people voted for it. I don't know what it is. I would not have voted for this movie. It should not have been Best Picture. It was not the Best Picture. It's a flawed movie. It's flawed in every way, but, but it won. It won in a year where Spider-Man Into the Spider-Wars won Best Animated Feature and is the first African-American man to win in that category for direction. Ever. I do, yeah. I, I'm like, just, I could, I'll I just say, I mean, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, and but and maybe that, maybe it's simply that. Maybe it's simply looking at this and saying, yes, there's progression, but there's so much more to go, and what can we do to kind of look at that yeah. moving forward? Because it, to me, that that was the biggest shock of the night, because everything else was not trending in that direction. Right.
I thought Green Book won its award when it was a best original screenplay. I went, okay, there you go. That makes sense. There you go. Even though it's not even, even best not, original <laughs> screenplay. No, you know it's not the best, but there you go. There's their award. Let's move on. And then that's not what happened. <laughs> Spike. Um, okay, so we've talked about Green Book enough. We've talked about Olivia Coleman winning for the favorite. Let's talk about Rami Malek winning for lead actor. You know I didn't think that he deserved the best actor. Yeah, I was a little bit more on his side than you were, even though I still picked Christian Bale, and I think it should have gone to him, but... Yeah, I don't know. If it's going to be someone else other than Christian Bale. I think it just makes me, like, more excited for the Rocketman movie, because I feel like Rocket... Did you see that tr new trailer? Amazing. Looks so good, oh, yeah. And then after Elton John had um, a viewing party, and so the at the... He has a Welsh name. It's... It's kind of unusual. The actor who's playing Elton oh, John. Oh, uh, Taron uh, Ed, um, Edgerton? Yes. So he, at the Oscars, or at the Oscars party, performed um, uh, Blue Jean Baby. What's that Did song? He? Yeah, he like sang. He Wait, sang so is he with, singing in this yes, movie? Like, it's going to yes. be his voice? It's his voice, and he sang with Elton John, and that was like off the cuff, and he can carry a tune way better than Bradley oh, yeah. Cooper. A friend of mine told me he, he's in an animated movie where he sings quite a bit, and he's a really good singer. So any, I can't remember the name of the movie, though. Now, when I think Rocket Man is going to be what Bohemian Rhapsody should have been. Really? So it's kind of like anytime now I hear Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm kind of like, well, can't wait for May. <laughs> The Rocket more, Man. The more I read about Bohemian Rhapsody, the more it makes me laugh that that you know the band Queen had so much to do, obviously, with putting it together. But then you rewatch scenes and just go in with that lens of okay, the band put this together. So this is the scene where he's like, "Come on, guys, we got to like party," and they're like, "We have to go home to our family." I'm thinking like, you didn't say that. Like this is the you're, '80s and I'm you're not rock, a rock stars. Star. Yeah, you're not going home to your family. I, I mean, think maybe. Really or the fact that they wanted to make a point. I think I've seen really funny gifts. When I won Best Editing, people, the internet, lost their minds. Yeah, why? Because there's this one scene, and it's when um, they're being introduced to their agent for the first time, and it's like, I don't know, maybe a one or two minute scene, and the amount of like choppy edits they did, it was like... <laughs> I think it's like someone counted. It's like twenty six edits in like one minute. I think, and it's it, like, I think it got the film editing for the for the um, like the scenes at the concerts. And they're saying people are like, "How can you?" Even though, yeah, just count so the rest of this. Another yeah, one was know. like, "Oh, it won editing for twenty minutes of live live aid." Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there was, was a like, concert at the end of that you, movie. Like, yeah. When you like break down like the technical, it it doesn't deserve a technical editing award because it's not. It wasn't great editing like they're saying like that one scene with the, like the 23 cuts mm -hmm. it gave you whiplash like a w movie shouldn't give you like full disclosure i saw the movie once <laughs> me too and i was like i didn't break down fine, and I left. but the, <laughs> so. the gifts and the like this the kind of the i've been watching the videos of people who are, who are mm -hmm. citing it as being like this one best editing and mm -hmm. they're right like yeah, it's not yeah. it's not great editing. yeah i mean i, I yeah i i'd have to obviously look at that more um but i mean sound editing and sound mixing i get why why it won i thought those. it would yeah i thought either i don't remember what i put but i think either this or first man no, we can check what you or put, you know? stars born those were my three for all sound space movies always tend to you get picked bohemian rhapsody for mixing and there then you go. picked um the favorite for editing I, at one point, I was probably just like, well, whatever, <laughs> when I was making okay. my picks. No, in terms of 
anyways, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I just think that, like, people, like, again, people complain of, like, oh, so they won sound editing for putting Queen music in a Queen movie. It's more complicated than that. And what they <laughs> did was why... more complex because they had to fill in the blanks. They took some Freddie Mercury recordings and they had to make it sound like Rami Malek was singing. Yeah, I don't have, I didn't, I wouldn't begrudge Bohemian Rhapsody. And same with even um, A Star is Born because of the like the concert footage mm-hmm. and because it's like a music based movie, yeah. I would think, okay, you know, it's a flawed movie, but in terms of like sound editing, yeah. mixing, whatever. It's actually, you know, it's it's a lot to do for yeah. that. So, but I just, uh, back to him as winning best actor. Because, <laughs> Did you like how I tried to? Yeah, please? I know. You tried to pull away. All I'm saying <laughs> is that I thought Christian Bale should have won. I, I stand by my statement that it, all this category is a sham if he doesn't win is what i said and i i agree with that the only thing i will say is rami malik to me would have been the second choice and is the one where i'm like okay it, to me it just makes sense that they would go there. it's unsurprising it, yeah, it, if it had been any of the other three i would have been like this is an absolute joke but to me it doesn't go into my two shocks because i wasn't shocked i think it was trending that way he was going to win i just thought christian bale's performance was better there is some controversy surrounding rami's exception speech just not again not to be a tabloid just, oh, show but yeah okay what, what is it so essentially <laughs> one of the largest complaints about bohemian rhapsody is that they erased um, Freddie Mercury's sexuality or um, uh, his journey um, of a queer man and it, him getting AIDS and that impacting his life. And so that's one of the major complaints of Bohemian Rhapsody is that it um, fans of Freddie Mercury feel like his life was, you know, kind of edited down for, for the sake of the movie. So on all of the award circuits, Rami Malek hasn't made any comment about Freddie Mercury's sexuality um, about the AIDS crisis, uh, things like that. They, he hasn't really politicized his acceptance speech, which at the end of the day is his decision, but he is privileged to be in a platform where he can address larger issues that people are waiting for him to address. So finally, during his Oscars acceptance speech, he described Freddie Mercury as a gay man. And now people in the... <laughs> oh, like now that he did it, everyone's jumping down his throat too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so shocking to me. That is so, a surprise. Some people say Freddie Mercury never never publicly um, classified his sexuality. So the best way to describe him would have been to say queer um, because he did have a relationship with a woman. So you could say maybe he's bisexual. Um, so now, anyways, poor Rami... <laughs> Is getting... So, yeah, poor Rami, because in the movie, the first emotional climactic moment and the first height of tension in the movie comes when he is sitting with the girl that he is seeing at the time at home. And he says to her, listen, I might be bisexual. And she turns to him and says, Freddie, you're gay. So he's taking it from the script. Yeah. Poor, poor Rami for taking something that is literally said in the script. And then the rest of the movie takes off from that point to describe what happens to Queen with the entire emotional connection of him meeting, I think the guy's name is Paul. Who's the good one? There's Paul and then the there's, waiter. There's the waiter who's nice. And then there's the other guy who is like the protagonist of the movie whose name you I can't You mean the antagonist? Antagonist, that's right. Yeah, antagonist. he's like a, an assistant to the band. He's an assistant to the band. And then he meets the, the good guy who ends up getting yeah. together with at the end of the movie. So I just like, I don't, 
I mean, there's no surprise to me that people would criticize him no matter what he does. But it's just, it's sort of a, he's taking it from the movie. I mean, I guess people then would say, like, that goes to show that the script is flawed. Yeah, and that's and that's totally fine. That has nothing to do with the actor. The script has nothing to do with yeah, the actor. Yeah, so Rami is getting... Also, his speech has probably nothing to do with him. Someone wrote it for him, probably. Who knows? That's what normally, I mean, you people have screen... You think that he... <laughs> Rami Malek doesn't write his own speeches. He doesn't even drive his own car. He has people for that. <laughs> well, he talked about his dad in heaven, maybe. Oh, okay, maybe he threw that <laughs> he I don't know. I don't listen to the speeches. I'm trying to score this. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me. There's controversy over something. But there was controversy, and the whole queer, gay, bi, whatever, that has been an issue throughout oh, sure. the whole... Um, I've, I, oh, there's been lots of controversy around Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. since the beginning, absolutely. The director having his own issues. <laughs> the quote-unquote director. Yeah. I don't even know how much of this film he did. Well... Though there's a lot of, like, because I know Brian Singer because he did the X-Men movies. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of his style still left in the movie. Because I remember watching it being like, oh, yeah, that's a Brian Singer thing. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like, I know other directors were heavily involved, yeah. including the guy who directed Rocket Man. Right. Was heavily involved in this movie and to get it off the ground mm -hmm. because Brian Singer get stopped showing up or something. I don't know what happened. You know? Anyways. It's Brian so. Singer, and here we go. Um, yes, shocker, there are movies at the Oscars with uh, controversy. Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's talk about some like non-controversial awesome wins, like Alfonso Cuarón winning for Best Director of Roma. I think that was something that a lot of people agreed with. I can't comment. I never saw Roma. I thought, didn't you vote for Roma? Yes, because I knew it would win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, some of them you you vote even oh, okay. if you haven't seen Netflix, the film. You know, you, know, you can just well eventually you can, get you can just to watch it. it. It's know? really good, and and the direction is is quite sharp, and he did a fantastic job. I knew when you look at the categories, and you're like, okay, certain movies are up for best picture, best direction, and best foreign. I knew because it had won best foreign. Like you have to kind of whoops. Sorry. You have to sometimes, you know, hedge your bets, right? Yeah. Like, if it's going to win in this category, it's not going to win in another. So I thought he would win for direction, but not necessarily best picture. And I, I just think that, like, he, he did do some really innovative things. Go watch Roma. I, it's I'm really sure worth I have it. no, um, yeah. It, it You know, it, to me, it's not, not quite as sharp with the cinematography and direction as Cold War is, which mm -hmm. was kind of my surprise. Like, I thought Cold War was going to win some of these awards. But... I still think he did a very good job. And I think if you liked Cold War, you would like yeah. Roma, at least on a technical level. Mm -hmm. Story-wise, it's also very good, but I'm just saying on the on the technical aspect. Um, Mahershal Ali winning, I think we all guessed that that was going to happen. Uh, that's no shock. But his little hat was a shock. little hat, yeah. He had a little, <laughs> had a little hat. Which a little tube. We featured in our promotion for this show. He had a little hat. Um, Regina King winning for If Beale Street Could Talk. I thought that was great. Um, I wasn't sure... If she was going to take it or not, but I think a well-deserved. I win think there. she deserved to win, but I still wanted Rachel Vice. No, and that's win. fair. And tough. That was a tough category, though. Yep. Like I think there may have been poor one. Amy. Poor Amy yeah, Adams. Yeah, Amy Adams was the only one. I'm like, you're not winning this, but everyone else I thought had a chance. Absolutely. You know, an interesting thing, Amy Adams. How many Oscar nominations has she had? Five or six now. She doesn't have the same rallying group that Leonardo DiCaprio. Nope, she does not. Which is very sad. Uh, yep. So that's something we can unpack at a later date, but give Amy her here's, Oscar. Here's a, do, you want, do you want a hot take? Because I'm so exhausted and tired. Do you want like a <laughs> go, do you want like a uncensored hot take? She's not as good as Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, you think she's kind of more middle of the road? Um, I think she's better than middle of the road. I don't think she is worth five or six Oscar nominations. 
I've seen her do do really amazing stuff though like in particular off the top of my head her role in the master she was phenomenal and i think she was nominated that year uh yes so i think she probably i think she should have won for the master that year hey nicholas cage has an oscar win i'm not saying <laughs> that she shouldn't have an oscar win i just don't i think sometimes she's nominated for things that i'm like you're like whatever mm, she's fine okay. i don't think she's as strong as an actor's leader cabrio is fair enough I think he's better fair enough there you go. There's my hot take. Um, I want to point something out. Yes. So, so Regina King, Olivia Coleman played the queen. Uh, Rami Malek was, you know, frontliner of Queen. Queen opened the Oscars. The Oscars were a real <laughs> royal flush this year, as you may say. <laughs> you are tired. <laughs> it was right. <laughs> Uh, you know, Lady Gaga won an Oscar. A very royal. <laughs> it's a, a royal, royal flush. affair. It was a royal flush. Get it. Okay. Yeah, good joke. <laughs> good joke. <laughs> moving on. So, um, yeah, moving on to some other things. I mentioned already that Into the Spider-Verse won for animated feature. You know I wanted Isle of Dogs to win. I know you did. You voted for that, but everyone else picked Into the Spider-Verse. They were right. I was wrong. Again, wrong. another great win um, just in terms of, of the amazing movie that that was. Um, looking at a couple other things. Black Klansman won Best Adapted Screenplay. Spike Lee tried to walk out when Green Book won Best Picture. Yeah, because I, well, I mean, I get that. And I totally said, get it. He said two funny things. One of them was a British journalist asked, did you find something offensive about Green Book? And he went, it's just not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing he said is, anytime there's a movie where someone's driving someone, I lose. Driving Miss Daisy because I beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, I, I think that, you know, I, th I think Spike Lee's comments is exactly it. That's really exactly captured. how. I, yeah, because that's exactly how I felt about Green Book. It's just not my cup of tea. Like it's yeah. fine. Like I think I liked it a little bit more than you and Matt did when you and Matt reviewed it. Yeah. But like still, it's not my cup of tea. I would never watch it again. It's not a movie I'm gonna like buy. It's like a Sunday afternoon. Thank movie. you. Yes, exactly. It's a Sunday afternoon movie that you just happened to find on TV, and you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But I'm for all the think pieces and controversy about it. I really believe this. You're not gonna remember this in T minus five days. In five days, you're going to be over this because it's so because exact Spike Lee's points were exactly right. Yeah, it's just not a cup. Of, it's a cup of tea. It doesn't matter. And I also liked his comment because he's a huge sports fan. He said the refs made a bad call on that one, which I love <laughs> because it's true. Black Klansman was was what I really think deserved. I knew it wasn't going to win, but I thought it deserved out of those movies to win Best Picture. I really liked that. I movie. remember my review again. I said this is an Oscar yeah. contender. And I mean, we talked a lot about like I I really liked him for Best Director. You said there were some directing things about yeah. the movie that you didn't like, but like I was I really thought he should have won Best Director too. Like I I thought I really loved that movie. I thought it was really good. So did I. I the Oscars are the Oscars, right? And Driver was great in it. Um, I know. Um, but he, John I David Washington. Adam Driver got nominated he for did. Best Supporting yeah. Actor. But John David Washington didn't for Best for Lead, which again I was a little surprised about. I know. Weird. But again. Um, yeah, Black Klansman winning for adaptive screenplay. Uh, again, Roma won cinematography and best foreign language film. Um, Vice winning makeup and hair to me was a little bit of a, a, a shock. It was good makeup and hair, though. But I thought like Mary Queen of Scots would win for best makeup and hair. Yeah. You know, making just Margot think, Robbie yeah. smallpox ridden and then having yeah. her... I don't I don't know makeup. if making Margot Robbie have smallpox is as impressive as making Christian Bale look like he did. 
Like, I know some of that was him gaining weight, and obviously I credit the actor because I think he should have won, but still, their hair and makeup was really good. Wigs are important. Even um, Tyler Perry, who played Colin Powell, I think? In the movie, he he looked so much like him, like uh, like another identical, you know, looking character. And again, I thought that the hair and makeup is a big part of that. That's so that, I think that's probably where that win came from. Um, and then Black Panther winning for production design, costume design, and original score, winning a bunch of Oscars in there. Uh, I I really loved the I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but the costume designer for um, Black Panther gave an awesome speech. Um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but it was her first win. This was, I think, the record year for African-American women, women winning awards. In non-acting categories. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because because there is a history for acting categories, but not non-acting. Yeah. Um, yes. And she's one of them who did the costume design. Um, Although the record's not great. It's no, like it's not now no. three yeah, movies yeah. have been awarded and two were this year. Yeah. And the other one was um, for... Uh, Flashdance, best original song. You know, it's hard for it's hard for those eighty-year-old men. You know, it's difficult for them to, to catch up, but yeah. they'll get there eventually. I think. I think in five to ten years, when, the they, o- age when out. they age out, the Oscars will continue to be different. But again, I like the fact as well, genre-wise, that Black Panther um, and Into the Spider Verse could be recognized um, as they were, because I think too often we also discount films because of the genres they're mm-hmm. in and i think that it was great to kind of see those um grab grab some wins there well deserved as well that's yeah. the other thing it's not you know it's not just saying like okay fine we're gonna give you throw you a bone here's something for superhero movies Th- these are well deserved wins these are these were the best of those categories so again that's why i say aside from visual effects and best picture i i really thought I, there wasn't a shocker Mm-hmm. This was a very entertaining show, and it was one of the best Oscars I've ever seen. And I include in that in terms of who was winning. I was very happy to see all these wins go these directions and was only really open mouth what's going on, scream and yell about visual effects and best picture. Right. Because visual effects should have gone to the person who made a purple human. Not really a human, but... I just always whatever. think space movies win. Avengers has space in it. But you, I mean, like, like... You mean like going to yeah, space like movies? A yeah, Anytime well, there's a it. rocket. <laughs> I get it. Like First Man had a much smaller budget. Yeah. So, so they, did they did more, more with, with yeah. less. So I understand why it won. But still, I'm, I'm you know, come on. The Avengers should have won that. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's pretty kind of our rundown. Any other thoughts for you in general on the, on the Oscars? Not really. I guess um, we'll see what next year brings <laughs> in terms of like, because... That's yeah, true. <laughs> because this was... Um, it seems to be it was a very well received year in terms mm-hmm. of the the actual show itself. So we'll see if some of the changes they've made this year will stay next year. So like, will they have a host next year? I don't know. You know, know um, every year they say, "Oh my gosh, our ratings are going down. Our ratings are going down. What are we going to do?" I think part of the problem is people don't have cable anymore. Yeah. So they need to Strong. adapt in that way. I yeah, think I agree. they always approach it in terms of demographics. Like, oh, we need young people to watch. It's because young people are streaming. They're not, yeah, they don't yeah, have cable. So, um, and I think I do also much to our point, I think young people respond to different movies yeah. as well. And I think so, that that's part of the issue with green book is I don't think it, the datedness doesn't work for the, that younger crowd. So I think there's a, there, yeah, you're right. I think there's something with the presentation that they're missing and there's something with the, the way the awards the are being voted that, that they're missing. So I think in the coming years, it's going to be interesting to watch these trends to mm-hmm. see kind of which way are they going to go. I would, 
I mean, I would have watched if I had, if I could stream it, right? So, yeah. uh, but yeah. I'm not going to do it illegally. So, anyways, we'll see what happens. Um, great. Uh, <laughs> just remembering my royal flush thing is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's announce what I'm most excited for. <laughs> The winners. The winners. Of the um, pool. I wish we should have had a doo-doo-doo. I'm noise. really tired. I mean, I've had two really busy days. So, so I'll just, Yeah, you do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that it or are you going to yeah, do it again? It. Okay. Um, so we do have a winner. Um, and then I'm going to announce first place, second place, and third place. And I'm going to announce who came in last because that's just fun. And we like to, it's all in fun. We all like tease, to poke fun just and tease. Keep teasing. Yeah. If, we weren't, if we're not teasing you, it means we don't like you. Yeah. Um, the winner, we only use first names as well. So we will contact this winner to confirm that it's you um, later on tonight. Uh, but the winner of our Oscars pool with, with 17 correct answers out of 20. 24. That's pretty good. Uh, is Moira. Moira. What a great name! You are the you are the winner of our Oscars pool. So we will contact you because uh, you, you know you get a night at the movies on us, but also um, you have the option to produce or co-host a show with us. So we're gonna both seem fun. I couldn't pick if I was Moira. Well, I mean, you kind of get to like if you want to come, like you know. Myra can come on the show and be the and be the, the co-host, us. and we'll still direct us in yeah. terms of like prior to that will help us develop. Right. Like, I'll have to run the tech, but still mm -hmm. we can we can still make the producing work. The producing option was just if you're not local, right. you might need to. Yeah. Which I don't know, you know, if if you're not local, we will make it work mm -hmm. for you. Um, second place went to Paul, and third place was Anne Marie. Anne Marie, are there any follow up prizes? Um, yeah, actually, there there will be, and we will contact them about that. I like the night of the movies will go to the winner, and and same with the show stuff. But I think there's options for Paul and Anne Marie to still produce a show um, for Screening Kingston. So send us what they want the topics to be about, and and help you know make the conversation go that way. Um, so we will probably still make that offer for the second and third place. So we'll kind of have three shows in the next coming months that will be fan created, which, which is, is fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, and then finishing in last which will also come up with a prize for this um, is Alana. Alana. And she had uh, what? Six. <laughs> so Alana had six. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to come up with a last place prize yeah. for, for teasing you on air. Um, but there you go. First place, Moira. Second place, Paul. Third place, Anne-Marie. Last place, Alana. You and I were in the, I think I was fifth. I was uh, in the middle. You were in the middle, like in around nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were you were in the middle, yeah. I'm kinda that's how I am most <laughs> I'm always just kinda just always middle, middle middle of the pack. Um so to finish up that we got about a minute left in the show here. Anything that you want to quickly finish up? We did we did don't have time to get to our oh, headlines. Just the but one you have yeah, you want to bring up a headline. Donald though. Trump calls Spike Lee's Oscar speech a racist hit on your president. Not a great plan. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have the sound effect queued up. Not a great plan, though. Um, um, I meant to bring it up earlier. Yeah, we were just talking about, I don't remember Donald Trump being mentioned in, his, in Spike so Lee's speech. I, Spike Lee did not once mention, mention Donald Trump. He said the 2020 election is around the corner. Let's vote for love, not hate. Okay, so then I said to you, then therefore, if Donald Trump is saying that's about him, Donald Trump has to accept the fact that his campaign's about hate. Yes. Uh, I mean, in terms of literary in analysis. And in yes. terms of <laughs> logical analysis, and like, uh, we'll consult lawyers about this, but I'm pretty sure in order to say that that's about you, you have to accept and and publicly state that you're about hate. And he said, um, 
really Spike Lee was talking about like um, the history of the nation has been built on like uh, by African American ancestors. Like mm. he was he was kind of talking about that, yeah. and then he said, you know, the let's. I liked his speech. Then he said, you know, twenty twenty is around the corner. Let's do the right thing. Let's yeah. vote for love. So like really like. Donald Trump is painting himself as the villain. Yeah, Donald Trump, well like, done once again. He didn't even, <laughs> Spike Lee didn't have to say there anything. There you go. Well, there so. you go. And and I think that's the perfect way to end this show because yeah. Spike Lee's uh, came up and, and, and him hugging Samuel L. Jackson was hilarious. Being lifted off the ground. I, I loved his speech. He's such an eccentric person. Um, but thank you to everyone for listening. This has been Screening in Kingston, and we'll see you next week. Go see some movies.